0: we're going to talk about the burning bush tonight um and this again will be our last jesus kind of series we're going to launch into a a new series next week um called sacred um and i'm like even more excited about that series than i was about this series cool yes how good is our god yeah man we're just so blessed all right Uh, don't you think we're just blessed yes Okay, just like to you, cool. Yes, I, I mean, just a couple, You're but good. Good. yeah, 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 oh, Yahweh. Yes. Yeah, ye to do <laughs> what is that, Yahye Parker yeah. things? <laughs> <laughs> it's Parker. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I I want to urge us tonight, and this has nothing to do with the message, but maybe it will. We'll see. I don't know. I want to urge us tonight, and this is going to be the most profound thing you've probably heard all week. But I want us to put all of our eggs in one basket tonight. Okay? Like, seriously, all of our eggs in one basket. We sang a lot about surrender tonight. About giving them all. Yes? Let's do it. You guys with me? Yeah. Like, let's really just do it tonight. Let's put all of our eggs, all of our, all of our uncertainties, all of our trust, all of our hope, all of our everything in the Lord tonight. Wouldn't that be cool? What would your life look like? It would be shifted completely. You know when... Ah, never mind. It would be completely shifted. It would be amazing. Let's try it. Let's, let's do it. Not dip our toes in the water anymore. Let's just don't jump in. Cool? Like all of our eggs in one basket. Cool? Cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. So um, we're going to go through um, the burning bush story tonight and see how Jesus is present in this story, okay? You guys ready? Yeah. Anybody ever preached this before? Okay. Anybody have words of wisdom on how I'm going to preach this tonight? <laughs> Thank you. Holy Spirit, come. Would you guys turn to Exodus chapter 3, please? Exodus chapter 3. Come. Exodus 3. Hopefully all your Bibles are charged and ready. What's it called? If uh, we turn the the lights uh, up up in here. Uh, NASB tonight. NASB. Exodus three. I can see clearly. <laughs> You guys there? Ready? Okay. Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 through 22. I'm going to just read it all straight forward right away, and then we'll dive through it. Cool? So, attentive? Yes? Okay. First, let's pray. Lord, illuminate this to us tonight. Please, give us new understanding, new meaning to your word tonight. Would it jump off the page tonight because of you, Holy Spirit? Would the author show off tonight? Would you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to know you tonight? And would we be drawn close to you tonight? In Jesus' name, we say amen. Amen. So, Exodus chapter 3, verse 1. Now Moses was pasturing the flock in Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the west side of the wilderness and came to Hareb, the mountain of God. Okay? Verse 2. The angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. Weird. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. So Moses said, I must turn aside now and see this marvelous sight. Why this bush is not being burned up? When the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And Moses replied, Here I am. Verse 5. And he said, Do not come near here. Remove your sandals from your feet, for this place which you are standing is holy ground. And he, he also said, I am the Lord. Uh, I, am, sorry, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses hid his face and was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have surely seen the reflection of my people who are in Egypt and have given heed to their cry because of their taskmasters, for I am aware of their sufferings." So I come down to deliver them from the power of the Egyptians and to bring them from the land to a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanite and the, I don't know, uh, Hittite, Uh, Hittite, it's good, and the Amorite and the Pezerite and the Hivite and the Jebusite. Sorry, I don't know how to say those. Verse 9. Now, behold, the crying of the sons of Israel have come to me. Furthermore, I have seen the oppression of which the Egyptians are oppressed by. Therefore, come now, and I will send you to Pharaoh, so that you may bring my people, the sons of Israel, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh, and that I should bring the sons of Israel out of Egypt? And he said, Certainly I will be with you, and this shall be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God at this mountain. Then Moses said to God, Behold, I'm going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to him? Verse 14, God said to Moses, I am Who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God furthermore said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, The Lord and the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial name to all generations. Verse 16. We're almost there. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them the Lord the Lord the God of your fathers and the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob has appeared to you, has appeared to me saying I am indeed concerned about you and what you have done and and what has been done to you in, in, in Egypt. So I said I will bring you up from the affliction of Egypt and to the land of Canaanite, Hittite, Amorite, Pizarite, Havite, Jebusite. To the land flowing with milk and honey. They will heed to what you say, and you, with the elders of Israel, will come to the king of Egypt, and you will say to him, The Lord God, the Lord, the God of the Hebrews, has met with us. So now, please, let us go three days' journey into the wilderness, that, that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. Verse 19 but i know that the king of egypt will not permit you to go except under compulsion so i will stretch out my hand and strike egypt with all my miracles which i shall do in the midst of it and after that he will go he will let you go i will grant this people favor in the sight of of the egyptians and i shall be that when you go you will not go empty handed verse 22 every woman shall ask their neighbor And every woman who lives in her house, articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing, and you will put them on your sons and daughters. Thus, you will plunder the Egyptians. It's a lot, I know. I wanted to read the entire context so that we weren't confused though, okay? Make sense? Let me do a quick recap. Okay, quick recap. Moses is tending to his sheep. Yes, remember that? Five minutes ago? Yes? Moses is tending to his sheep. He spots a bush that's on fire. It's not being burnt up. Okay? So then he goes to investigate that bush that's on fire that's not burning up. And then that bush talks to him. Calls his name twice. Moses, Moses. Pretty cool, yeah? Okay? And then uh, this bush then asks him to remove his sandals. Which we will talk about. And then Moses realizes that this is God talking and falls on his face, and then Moses gets his marching orders from God. Good recap? we on the same page? Make sense? Cool. Okay, so it's a weird story, yes? Uh, we don't see this every single day, right? When's the last time you saw a bush that wasn't being uh, burnt up? Huh? and talked. I was going to get there. (laughs) Right? Like, when? We haven't seen this in a while, right? It's interesting to me. And I want to highlight a couple things and dive into a lot of whys tonight. Okay? You guys excited or just like, what is this guy smiling and doing? Okay. First off, I want to talk about the setting of this. The setting is very interesting. And, uh, the wood. you guys remember what the mountain was called? Huh? Horrib Horeb or something like that. I don't know how to say it. Horeb. Okay? It was also called Mount Sinai. It was also called the Mountain of God. It was also ca- called Mountain Yahweh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. There's our trivia. See ya. I'm just joking. Does anybody know what happened on Mount Sinai? Mm. Or Horeb or any of those other... What happened on these? Exclusively with Moses. She's a pain. What happened on Mount Sinai? Anybody know? Ten Commandments. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that? Why didn't you say it? What? Do you know it? I over to Why didn't you say it? Ten Commandments. Yes. Uh, this is kind of a big encounter, yeah. Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. No, not a big encounter. You guys experience that all the time. Yeah. Okay. So this is uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a big encounter. Okay. The uh, Moses literally goes to the top of a mountain, and then uh, the Lord uh, comes down, big time, <laughs> gives him Ten Commandments. Which is what we live by, essentially. And then uh, he, uh, Moses, then comes down off of that mountain glowing. Do we know this story? Mm-hmm. He comes down off of the mountain glowing. Hey, when's the last time you came down from a place glowing? Oh. Nobody. Maybe from like a rubo and you got really sunburned. Just joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's interesting. Uh, and I, uh, what I want to talk about is, this should, th- it should first sound familiar. Moses had encounters with the Lord multiple times on this mountain. It's kind of weird. You know, it goes against everything that I'm taught, right? Like, oh man, presence of the Lord does not rest in one place, right? But where are we reading? Old Testament. Old Testament. So it is kind of that way in Old Testament. Do we know this? And I think it's kind of of cool. I think it's kind of cool. Because you would literally have to go out of your way to go to a place just to get close. You You know what I'm getting at here? You would have to go out of your way. The cool thing is we don't have to. We don't have to go out of our way because, yeah, that was Old Covenant. They had to go way out of their way. You know, they had to go through a lot of steps. If you know anything about the tabernacle, uh, they had to go through a lot of steps just in hopes, just in hopes of getting into the presence of God, right? And only a couple people could. Like I couldn't, I couldn't get into the Holy of Holies, you know, and I'm freaking pretty anointed. I'm just joking. <laughs> but like, well, I couldn't. I mean, none of you guys could either. But guess what? Now we can. Isn't that cool news? You guys happy about this? Yeah. I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty happy about this. I'm I'm pretty happy that I'm a New Testament, God-fearing, Jesus-believing man. Right? You guys should be in the same boat. Just maybe not the man side. Yes. <laughs> Unless, yeah, just whatever. So we should be very excited about this because we are New Testament believers. Therefore, we don't have to go to a place. Right? Let me get real for a second. Do you guys have a place that you always know that the Lord's going to encounter you in that place? Yes. Yes? Yeah? Cool. Anybody else? That you know without a shadow of a doubt, I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna encounter the Lord no matter what. I'm gonna experience his presence there no matter what. Nobody has this place? Jeez, the home has failed then. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the home is that place for me. No? Selfishly, it's that place for me. Moses had a place like this also, it was just a mountain. You know sometimes we go on these like winter retreats yeah and we're just like man i know that the lord's gonna meet me there right everything's everything's good my focus is off everything else right that was this for moses right we understand this tonight i think it's it's almost scary if we're still living in that today though You guys know what I'm getting at? It's almost scary if we're still living there because we're still like buying into an old covenant way of thinking about God. It's like, well, I know I can go there. I don't know if I can go to my bedroom and still experience the presence of the Lord. Right? Or I don't know if I can be driving. Can the Holy Spirit keep up with me going 75 down the highway? Like, come on, that was funny. Yeah. Yeah. The podcast, I'm going to say that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Record. So 75. 75. Oh, shouldn't have done that click. (laughs) But, like, seriously, can God keep up with me if I'm moving? Can God keep up with my busy work schedule? Right? If we minimize the God to just a place, we have to break that tonight. Does that make sense? We have to break it because if we believe, and Nathan, and, uh, sorry, Jaden can tell you all about this, God is omnipresent. Yeah? He's everywhere. And that's good news for us. So I don't have to rely on the home to experience the presence of the Lord. I don't have to go to the mountains to experience the presence of the Lord. I can meet Him anywhere. As long as my, my, my lens is clear and I'm looking at him and I'm focused at him. Yes? If I'm not focused on him, ah, dream on. Like honestly, dream on. I, you can't encounter the Lord without focus. You can't encounter the Lord while also scrolling through Instagram and having your Bible right next to it. You can't. It's impossible. Can a kingdom be divided? No. It cannot be divided. So we have to shut down everything else. Yes? Get everything else shut down. Even your wife sometimes, you got to shut her down. I'm just joking. You got (laughs) to shut everything out. Everything out. And you have to go and seek the Lord. If it's not one place, it's going to be another place. If it's not that place, it's going to be another place. And it could be one step in front of you, right? You guys get what I'm saying here? We have to seek out his presence cuz that's when lives are changed. That's when that's when all of my eggs do go in a basket. Yes? Moses is a unique guy though. And I kind of almost like despise him. Let me explain. I almost despise the guy because he is old covenant. Therefore he doesn't have the indwelling of holy ghost. And he's still hearing from God what's he doing is he cheating doing something yeah he's freaking crushing it he's got it dialed in right and then I think I have indwelling of Holy Spirit how much more how much more should I have do I have the capacity to come down from a mountain glowing yeah heck yeah do I have the capacity to hear an audible voice from the Lord? Heck yeah. Do you guys know that tonight? Hey, now you do. You know that tonight. You know that you know that you know. Cool? We just have to walk in that. So it's interesting. This Mount Sinai is a place that Moses frequented. And that he knew. And almost he came with an expectancy. Expectancy. What if we were to treat church like that? What if we were to church, the home like that? Where we just knew, ooh, you know? Like, come on, I know. I can't wait. Six o'clock, Lex, why aren't we started? Yeah, right? That kind of expect- expectancy. Yeah, there it is. Expectancy. Where we just knew the Lord was going to come. What if we did that with church? What if we did that with our quiet time? What if we did that when we're hanging out with other people who believe in Jesus? What would that friendship look like? Could you imagine like a friendship where you just like, "Hey, let's do this. I've got a word of knowledge for you, and you better have one for me." Right? That would be so awesome. Or, "Hey, oh man, you broke your toe? Cool, let's just heal it today." Like, what if that was your friendship? What a concept? That's how it was in Acts 2. Do you guys know this? That's how it was in all of Acts. Do you guys know this? The apostles did this. They broke bread, fellowshiped, worshipped, and and ate up the apostles' teaching. And what happened? They exploded. In a good way. (laughs) In a really, really good way. And people were healed left and right. Things were happening left and right. The Lord's presence and and power was just like, kind of thing, yes? That's going to make a lot of sense on the podcast. (laughs) Right? There was just so much. I think it's interesting that there is a place where we get to encounter the Lord more. Why? Why do you think that is? Because we're a body. We are the body of Christ. Do you know that this church couldn't be complete without every single person in this room? Feels even weird calling this a church. (laughs) You know we couldn't be complete without every single person in this room? And then the other people who haven't gotten here yet? We get to be complete. There's a lot of parts to the body. And that's when true encounter happens, is when the body is operating as one. That's pretty cool, right? Who's seen the Lord operate in crazy ways? (laughs) Yeah. Cool. That's great. You're in good company. Let's go after it more. You know, like we should be not satisfied. Like, I can't even put this thing down. It feels weird. We should not be satisfied because here's how the Lord came in a couple ways. I'm jumping my notes a lot, but whatever. Um, Here's how the Lord came in the Old Testament. Old Testament alone. This is is pre-Pentecost. This is pre-Holy Spirit and dwelling man. And this is how the Lord came. In a smoking oven and a flaming torch to a man named Abraham in Genesis 15. A wrestling match with a guy named Jacob. The Lord came in that. Not like a hatred encounter, but this guy actually wrestled with the Lord. He actually wrestled with the Lord. Um, Pillars of of cloud and fire when the slaves were set free from Egypt. And that was their guiding. There was literally a pillar (laughs) of fire and smoke... That they would follow. And that's when they knew they were going to be freed. Like, what? Come on. And here's my favorite one. Through a donkey. Through a donkey. Through a guy named I don't know how to say Balam. I don't know. Balam. That's his name. The Lord spoke through a donkey. And we are limiting him to not speak to us. And we have accepted the truth, quote-unquote truth, that he doesn't speak to us anymore when he's talking out of an ass? (laughs) Come on, right? He's literally talking out of a donkey. And in this story, he's talking out of a bush. How does that make sense? And and we can put our logic around this, and you're going to believe that this is in the Scripture tonight, but we can't believe that he talks to us tonight. Am I rubbing anybody the wrong way yet? (laughs) Cool. I don't care. (laughs) We are New Testament believers. How much more should we have? Yes? Can we all agree on that tonight? And this is what it looks like when we put all of our eggs in one basket. when we say yes to everything of the Lord. It's amazing. It's interesting if our focus is on something, we counter that person more. Do we know this? If our focus is on the Lord more, we will encounter Him more. I guarantee it. Here's a different way of thinking it. And I posted this earlier, so whatever. If you're looking for a yellow car, you'll probably see more yellow cars. Right? It's the way it goes. If you're, uh, if you're looking for an opportunity, it'll be easy to find that opportunity. If you're looking for a reason to be mad about something, yes, you'll find that reason to get mad about that something. And it's easy to see Jesus if we're focused on Jesus. It's easy to hear the Lord's voice if we're focused on the Lord's voice. It's easy to feel in, or it's easy to experience encounter when we're focused on the Lord. Do we know this tonight? Now you do. This is great news to us. We, we, I mean, like, this is excellent news to us. We don't just have to wait to heaven to talk to God. You guys know this? God's entire plan was on earth as it is in heaven. So why would he not want to talk to us? Why would he not want to encounter us? Why would he not want to heal you? Why would he not? Why would he not? Why would he not? He's a father. He has that father's heart. And he goes out of his way for you. And we're talking about a burning bush. Think about this. I love places, but I love presence even more. Yes, I could travel the entire world just to try to find Jesus, but I love his presence even more. And I can experience that right here, right now. Right here, right now. Isn't that good news? Like, it has to be good news. What else happened on Mount Sinai? There's another big event that happened on Mount Sinai. No. Nope. Maybe. No. Not the one I'm talking about. Old Testament. We probably know this story. Is it it's where, Abraham and his son? No. It's Elijah. You guys know this story of Elijah and 1 Kings? He went to the top of this mountain. There was a lot of things happening, but Lord came in a quiet whisper. Why did he come in the quiet whisper and why do we get that story? Because Elijah was focused on the Lord. Do we know this? Sometimes the Lord doesn't come in fire, earthquakes, and wind. He comes in a gentle whisper, so we better be focused. Especially if you've got bad hearing like me. You've got to be really focused, yeah? You have to be focused. This Mount Sinai was something else, huh? Pretty cool. No? Okay. You guys with me? Oh, yeah. Good? Yeah. Okay. So anyways, the burning bush. God spoke in unique ways, yes? A bush, a flaming torch, a wrestling match, pillar of cloud, the to- a donkey. a donkey. Yeah. A lot of weird ways. And I love this because please somebody try in here to deny these. Please. You can't deny these. You can't deny it. Right? Oh, you have little faith. Sorry, you can't deny it. You can't. If you deny this, you're denying everything. You're denying this entire word. We have to accept all of it. Like all of this crazy stuff that happened. You can't deny truth. And the Lord calls Moses by name, and what does Moses say? Here I, am. Here I am. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Do we respond the same way? I don't know if I would bush in front me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but really, do we respond the same way? If the Lord were to say, hey, Blake, Blake, yeah. we would be like, I don't know. Moses' first thing to think of was, here I am. Here am I. Sometimes when the Lord calls my name, I think, I, my immediate thought is, well, finish the rest before I reply. Like, What are you about to ask me to do? Because maybe I don't want to hear that thing. You guys know this? Have you felt this before? A leading, maybe to go pray for somebody, you know, a small thing, you know? I want to hear the entire sentence before I acknowledge, <laughs> right? Kind of like what you guys do with your parents. <laughs> Seriously, like you're in your room, minding your own business, and they're like, Hannah, Hannah. And you're like, mm, so let's... got my music on a little bit louder now, Right? and then they come to the door and then they want something, right? And you have to decide, right? <laughs> do we treat the Lord the same way? Or are we just waiting for, our, waiting for our next thing before we acknowledge Him? We're almost being selfish. Almost being selfish when the Lord wants us to do something, we're like, meh, maybe not. Nah not into that right or finish finish the verse Lord you know just finish the entire thought before I answer right we can't react this way okay do you guys know that our God is a rewarder he rewards those who what oh come on come on he rewards those who diligently seek him right he rewards those who diligently seek him that's in the Bible just so you know Diligently seek him. He rewards them. So if we say yes to the small, and I've, ta- I've taught this uh, like, since the beginning of the home, since the beginning of when the Lord encountered me, if, if we say yes to the small, he will entrust us with the big. So whatever that big thing is that you're contending for, maybe you really want the Lord to heal somebody in your midst. Okay? Maybe that's your, oh, man, if I get there, I know, right? Cool. But you first have to say yes to the small. Okay? Yes? Yes? We have to say yes to the small. We have to be obedient with the stuff that maybe we don't even want to do, but hey, it's no longer you who live, but it's Christ who lives within you. Yes? Do we know this? Okay. He says, here I am. When the Lord calls us, we have to respond that way. Here I am. What do you got for me? Send me. I'm ready. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Right? Who says that? I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> here you go, Jaden. <laughs> when the Lord calls, be like SpongeBob. Hmm? That's the quote. It's going in the file. Yep. File it away. I'm ready. I'm ready. Lord, I'm ready. Where am I at here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's in here. <laughs> There's not much in here. Maybe sometimes we wait to see what he says before we decide. I don't know. I don't know. Ah, I believe the Lord is always calling our name to come and dine and help him and be his hands and feet. Yes? You guys believe that tonight or what? Moses could have kept on walking. Moses could have went on with his normal day, spending time with the sheep, right? But he stopped. The cool thing about Moses is he knows when the Lord's around. Do we know when the Lord is around? And when the Lord is leading us and when the Lord is saying something to us? Do we know in our spirit? Does the environment shift a little bit? I hope. I hope, man. I really hope. When I know the Lord's about to speak, I am like, okay, I'm going to make probably a really weird face, but I'm focusing all on you, Lord. Right? My atmosphere has to shift when I know the Lord is calling me to something. Right? Why? Why? Right? Why does it have to? Because I'm still human. (laughs) You know, I'm still human. Hey, wouldn't it be cool if my environment didn't shift? Where I was always with Him? Where I didn't make the Holy Spirit as an old covenant kind of Holy Spirit? Where He just, you know, went back and forth from heaven to earth? Wouldn't that be nice if I didn't do that to Him? What if I just accepted Hey, Holy Spirit, come with me today. Holy Spirit, I'm going to stay completely focused on you. And if I start to waver, Holy Spirit, would you correct me, Holy Spirit? Right? Wouldn't that be a cool place to live? Like really seeing every single person in front of you for what the Lord sees? Right? If they got a bad back, you just know. <laughs> if they got a bad knee, you just know. If they're struggling with something, you just know. Why? Because Holy Spirit. Oh, wouldn't that be sweet? Wouldn't that be sweet? You'd literally just be sitting at the table with the Lord all day long. You would literally just be in the presence of the Lord all day long. But no, we get too busy. <laughs> right? We get way too busy for the Lord. What if we were to just stay attentive and focused on Him for an entire day? What would that look like? It would give us new eyes, new ears, a new heart, a new mind. It would completely shift us where nothing else would need to be shifted around us except for darkness leaving in Jesus' name, right? That would be so cool. You guys with me on this or no? Yeah. Is it just me here? Moses replied, here I am. And he declared over his, violent, or over his environment, yes, Lord, I am with you. I'm present to you and nothing else matters in this moment. Because if he didn't stay attentive, he would have missed the next command and then he would have been disobedient. What was the next command? Take off your shoes. Right? If he didn't stay attentive with the Lord, he would have missed the next thing right away. Right? This wasn't a year later. (laughs) Wasn't a week later. He said, Moses, Moses, here I am. Take your shoes off. Okay, right? Hey, that took 30 seconds. So if we don't stay focused on the Lord, we're probably going to miss the next thing. Because what happened, what happened in all of Jesus' ministry? What happened with the people who really wanted to run after Jesus? They got in a tree and they got down quickly like Zacchaeus, right? They got to him as fast as possible. There was nothing holding them back. They ran, they ran, they ran. If we want to be fast before the Lord, we have to listen before the Lord and then boom, we got to act, right? Receive, act, receive, act, boom, receive, act, do it, do it, do it. Get to it, right? This is the way the Lord works with us. So why the sandals? (laughs) Anybody have any idea? Why sandals? Why was he so focused on the sandals? I want to stop and dwell on this for a second, okay? Then we're going to find Jesus in it. Cool? You guys ready? Blake, are you already doubting? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I'm thinking Moses was only wearing a robe and his sandals. Yes. He was just pasturing a flock. He didn't need anything else, correct? Maybe he had a staff? Cool. Right? He had a staff probably? Because yeah. in the next next chapter verse or chapter 4, he gets the staff and the Lord gives that power staff or Gives so. that staff power, <laughs> right? So I'm sure he had a staff, okay? Um, so I want us to think about um, New Testament, okay? We're going we're gonna to pull away from this story for a second, go to the New Testament, Ephesians 6. Do we know what's in Ephesians 6? The armor of God. Have we heard of this before? Armor of God. Can anybody list them off? Well, I was Bible girl. Bible girl. <laughs> Mom me all of the armor. <laughs> so what is it? The helmet of truth. No. Bible. <laughs> the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, the... Sh- I think it is helmet of truth, and shoes of peace, or the gospel. Or belt of truth. <laughs> True, it's been a while. Bible girl. <laughs> I'm a really good <laughs> Bible girl. <laughs> I can't with my hair and everything. I'm so. a Bible man. Ephesians 6. Here they are. Ready? Just so we're all on the same page. Belt of truth. Breastplate of righteousness. Sandals of good news. Shield of faith. Helmet of salvation. Sword. The spirit and the word. Spirit and truth. Yes? So we're going to focus on sandals because he didn't have any of this other stuff on. Correct? He didn't have a helmet on. He just with some sheep. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) He didn't have a breastplate on. He was just with some sheep. Cool? And maybe a burning bush. So I want to focus on these sandals. What are the sandals? They are the preparation of the gospel of peace. Hmm. Which means that arming ourselves with sandals makes us motivated and ready to share what? What? The gospel, right? Ready to share the gospel. I, I would kind of refer to the, uh, um, the, the armor of God as the defensive spiritual giftings. That's how I've always just classified them, right? Uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure about you guys, but I don't fight with a breastplate. I don't chest bump people to get them, ugh, right? Right? I don't, I don't do that. Yes? So, the sandals. The Lord asked him to remove his sandals and set him off to the side because of why? He was on, he was on holy ground, right? So why could he not wear these sandals in the presence of the Lord yet? What's the good news at this point? This is Old Covenant, right? Moses is walking in with sandals, and he's like, whoa, 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 get those off. And then he's like, okay, I'll leave them at the door. And then he enters. My first thought, I've got a couple thoughts. And, and whatever, I might be diving a little bit too deep into this, but I don't think that's true. Okay, <laughs> um, my first thought is, when you're in the presence of the Lord, you don't need any defensive giftings. You guys know this? You don't need any defense. You're just in strictly offense mode. Right? I'm sorry, but when... I... Jaden, could you run faster with or without pads on? Without pads. Because that would be... Running faster is more offensive, correct? The pads were more defensive, correct? So when I'm in the presence of the Lord, I don't need any defensive stuff holding me back. Because it's heavy. Armor's heavy, usually. This is good stuff to be founded in. But when we're in the presence of the Lord, we immediately declare that, hey, darkness, you have no power here. I don't need to be afraid of those flaming darts from the enemy. I don't need to be afraid because I'm here present with the Lord. All my focus is on the Lord. When I, maybe when I exit this place of being with the Lord, that's when I need those things. Right? You guys with me on this? I don't want to bulldoze this, okay? I want to make sure that we're grasping this. When I'm in the presence, the offensive spiritual gifts have to be activated. Yes? I'm sorry, but not everybody can hear from the Lord. You know? I, let me rephrase that. Not, not everybody has the prophecy gifting. OK? Just forget what I said before. That was I, I apologize for that. Not everybody has prophecy as a gifting. Maybe one point? Great. But not right away. OK? <laughs> Moses was looked highly upon and was mightily favored, right? Not everybody is just favored with getting the Ten Commandments, right? Not everybody is responsible for leading people out of Egypt. Right? Not everybody in the Old Testament gets an anointed staff to split a sea in half. Not everybody has an anointed staff that you can strike a rock and then everybody can drink. Not everybody leads an entire nation to say, "Hey, go to sleep. In the morning, there's going to be bread on on your doorstep." And then everybody wakes up and there's bread on the doorstep. Why? Because God provides. Okay? Not everybody gets that. Okay? Can we? Yes. Have to be obedient with the small to get to the big. Yes? Do we understand this? So when Moses was entering into that place, he, ha- ha- he didn't need to have any guard up. When we exit this place, we do need to have guard up. We have to be founded on this. Defensive giftings are found in this and this only. So are the offensive, but we have to spend time in this and this only. Do we get this? completely, right? The belt of truth. You can only equip yourself with that belt if you know truth. Yes? The breastplate of righteousness. You can only equip yourself with that breastplate of righteousness if you're seeking righteousness in the kingdom of God only. Yes? You can only have a shield of faith if you know what you're putting your faith in. You can only have a helmet of salvation on if you know where you're destined to go. Yes? You can only have a sword if you are spirit and truth. Spirit and truth. I can't urge this enough. Not just spirit and not just truth. Okay? Spirit and truth. Yes? Man, this is why does it keep on blowing? Philippians? What do you want me? Okay, do we understand this? And we can only equip ourselves with the sandals if we know Jesus. If we're entering into the presence of the Lord, we can't without knowing Jesus. You get this? Isn't this cool? Hey, Jesus in the Burning Bush story. You guys see it? Moses couldn't enter in with sandals, yes, because it's holy ground, but also because Jesus hasn't come yet. There's no reason to be equipped with that. He hasn't come yet. Right? Those are equipped for moving. Those are equipped for motivation, of spreading this word, right? All Moses was in charge of was freeing the people and putting his faith in the Lord, right? Isn't that amazing? We get this tonight? Then why the burning bush? Why did the Lord decide to come in a burning bush? Like, couldn't he have just had like a word of knowledge through somebody else? You know, why do you have to come in these weird ways? because you can't deny it. If you're Moses and a bush is talking at you, you know. <laughs> you know. If you're if you're anywhere and the Lord starts talking to you, you're going to know. How did Moses know? Cuz he knew the Lord. If you're struggling with, hey, I I can't tell the Lord's voice from mine, my parents, my friends, my... Yeah, right? We hear this? Then you don't know Him. Get to know Him. It's easy. He's a friend. He's a good guy. He's a good God. He has your best interest. And it's not hard. You don't need a whole entire wall of a whiteboard to figure out who God is. He's a person and he cares about you. And he left you a love letter. You know? It's like, stop making it more than it is. Hey. Hey, Hannah. How'd you get to know Ashton? Talking to her. What else? Hanging out with her. What else? Maybe trusting her? Right? Right? Ta-da! Isn't that easy? And, Frick, Ashton didn't write you a book. I know, seriously. (laughs) He loves you enough to write you a book. And he loves you enough to point everything to his son, Jesus. And he loves you enough to send Jesus. And Jesus loves you enough to say, hey, I'll take your filthy life. You filthy animal, and I'll exchange it for life and life abundant. Right? What a weird exchange. And then Jesus says, hey, I'll take your mourning, you know, I'll take your sadness, and guess what? I'll give you joy. And I'll take your discomfort and fear and worry and anxiety, and I'll give you peace. Like, best exchange rate ever. Best thing Ever. You don't have to worry. You don't have to stress anymore. Why? Because you have the Lord on your side. Could Moses have stressed? Of course. Of course he could have. And he had more of a reason than me to stress, right? He had more than a reason than all of us combined to stress. He had an entire nation that he was leading out and had no money, no food, nothing to show for it. But guess what? The Lord provides every single time. He provided a burning bush to encounter Right With a fire <laughs> that never burnt out, that never consumed. What is that fire? Our God is a triune God, yes? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. That fire that never burnt out, never consumed? What is that? That's foreshadowing Holy Spirit living in you. <gasps> a fire that is always burning... Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, and never consuming you, right? Consuming you in the bad way, obviously, right? It should consume you in the good way where you can't get enough, right? But never in the bad way. This bush wasn't deteriorating. wasn't crumbling like we see, right? But it, it was burning and burning and burning. So there's three things on the scene here. The audible voice of God, Holy Ghost in the burning bush, and Jesus in the sandals. Isn't that cool? The Lord goes out of his way for us. This is an old covenant story. This is way back. Way, way back. That make make sense? Any questions? We okay? Yeah? Cool. Let me see if I missed anything. Jesus is in everything in our life. We have to just open our eyes and focus on Him. You know, Jesus is the reason that we get to wake up tomorrow. Jesus is the reason. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Right? He's not just a pretty guy, just not a pretty name, not just a, not just a Savior. He's a Lord, too. <laughs> He's a lot. And He showed us how to live. Right? We have to look to Jesus. We have to look to Jesus. Because wouldn't it be cool to do the stuff Jesus did? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it be cool to have so much confidence that you know if you spit in the dirt, made it into mud, and wiped it on a blind man's eyes, he would regain his sight? Wouldn't that be cool to have that much confidence in the Lord? The Lord works out of the box. We can't put him in an old covenant box anymore. We can't. We can't. We can't. We can't limit him. We have to give him free reign. Right? Your, uh, your 90-year-old grandma probably said, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Right? We've probably all heard that from some old person. He does. He's, <laughs> he's different. He's different. He's unlike anything else. Good thing. That means we can decipher him right away. We can know him right away. We can spend time with him right away. We don't have to go to a place anymore, but we can say, hey, I have presence living inside of me. You have part of the Lord living inside of you if you proclaim Jesus. Isn't that cool? He thought of everything, he thought of everything how can I get my people closer to me? First, okay, I'll give Jesus as a sacrifice for all their sins so that that bridge is gapped. Then second, I'm going to indwell them. Whoa. How much does he care about you? Isn't that cool? We find comfort in this tonight? Yes? Let me just pray for you guys. Lord, just thank you. Thank you for for guiding all of us tonight. Thank you for showing yourself in everything tonight. And would we just be completely moved by you? Would we get to the point where we see you in every situation in our lives and that we run after you in every situation of our lives? Where we don't wait. That we act. That we receive from you and then we act. We hear from you and then we act. And Lord, would you just pour out your anointing on this room tonight? Would you pour out your anointing on this room tonight? Holy Spirit, would you? Would you give us new eyes tonight? Would you give us ears tuned to your voice tonight? Would our heart beat for you, Lord? Would you renew our mind? And Lord, would you just urge us to put all of our eggs in one basket, and that basket being you. And all of our hope and trust in you, Lord. Because with you, we lack nothing. You give us exactly what we need. And Lord, we praise you for that. We say thank you tonight for that. And Lord, if there's anything holding us back in this space, would it go in Jesus' name? Would we be so full of you that there's no space for anything else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice that I could live with you, that I could inherit the kingdom now. In Jesus' name, we all said, Amen. Would well, the Lord speak to anybody? What do we got? Cool. Nothing? Dang it. Like walking through this empty house, and the Lord is like calling your name, and you don't know what the reason, but you just like automatically.